The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Welcome back. This is Chrissy Coughlin, and I'm your host of Nature of Business. We are very excited that we have Cindy Ortega on the line with us. Cindy is Senior Vice President and Chief Sustainability Officer of MGM Resorts International. She leads the Corporate Sustainability Division, and this group is responsible for development and implementation of strategies for environmental sustainability and awareness throughout the company. These include natural resource conservation, sustainable new construction, and environmentally sensitive company operations. Cindy is also responsible for the oversight and achievement of the LEED certification for the $8.5 billion city center project in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you, Chrissy. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? We, I was going to actually talk even more about you, but I want you to talk about you. <laughs> so <laughs> I had another paragraph, but I think that gave our listeners a pretty good uh, overview of, of what you're doing um, at MGM. And um, it'd be fun to hear a little bit more about sort of you and the evolution of your career. Well, um, thank <laughs> you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I'm sort of a woman who is in an unlikely place. Um, I grew up on a cattle ranch in the middle of Utah, and it was literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, our nearest neighbor was five miles away, and I went to school in one of those proverbial little two-room two school houses. There were 24 kids, all from first wow. to eighth grade, and um, most of my life was uh, focused on sort of country living and outdoor living. Um, as I got older and I had children, I went back to school to finish my degree uh, while my children were small. And I came out of college. I still had absolutely no experience in corporate America, you know, not really an urban kind of person. And I started working for MGM Resorts um, right out of college. I, I went into a management program. I thought, well, I'll try this out and see how it goes. And, you know, the rest, it's a sort of 20 years of history. I've done had a very unusual career. I've gone more toward the kinds of things I like to do and I think are valuable to the company. And the company's given me a lot of latitude to uh, create uh, positions in the company and then build those positions. So it's been really great. And here I am as a chief sustainability officer for a major Fortune 500 company. That's great. So this this position is obviously uh, a, a really a big position, but it's also the first time it has been held, right? You're the first person to hold this position, so it really has been driven by you. To give us a sense of what your team looks like, do you have a large team working with you, or are you just a few people? You know, we're a few people. Uh, to give you an idea of the scope of, of our reach and what we have to do, the company's a big company. We have 62,000 employees. We have 15 uh, hotel resorts right here in Las Vegas and around the United States, and then we have interest in uh, resorts around the world. And our approach at MGM, as far as our team goes, is it's sort of like we're an internal consulting company. Mm-hmm. I created a team. There's nine of us, including myself and my assistant. And each person on the team has a area of expertise that they bring to the whole. So I have an engineer, I have a finance person, I have a person who's a um, graduate from Harvard University in environmental science. And what we do is we create the, the program for sustainability for our entire company, and then we feed it out through the operating units and the, and the properties, and we help them to implement the things that make them greener. Okay. 
can you give us an example of maybe one of those, um, one of the operations that you reach out to? Sure. So if, if you look at hotels, I mean, everybody stayed in a hotel. You think about it. In Las Vegas, they're sort of hotels on steroids. We have hotels <laughs> with 5,000 rooms here. So if you think about a hotel here, it's not just a coffee shop and a bunch of rooms. You know, we have hotels that have laundries, spas, conference centers, theaters, retail plazas. And so they're almost like little cities, each of them. And if you look at what makes a hotel um, impact the environment, it's sort of the same things that you do to impact the environment in your everyday life because we're just, we're just your home away from home. And so the ways that we can improve our own personal impacts on the environment are to do things like increase recycling, let's say. So if you look at the garbage in a big hotel, let's take the Mandalay Bay. Mm -hmm. We would go to the Mandalay Bay, or we did go to the Mandalay Bay, and we said, okay, how can we get a lot smarter about the way we handle the garbage that goes through the Mandalay Bay and increase recycling rates? And so we collaborate with the operating heads, say the people who are in charge of food and beverage. We have a lot of um, food waste that comes through our restaurants. Maybe the people in charge of the hotel rooms, you know, how much waste comes through a hotel room. And we look at ways to uh, increase our diversion out of the landfill. So at the Mandalay Bay, we created a best practice that reduced the amount of um, garbage going to the landfill and increased recycling. Over the course of the last few years, it increased it by 400%. And we take that as a best practice, and we sort of do a paint-by-number, and then we just go right down the strip. Here we are at Bellagio. We um, teach the Bellagio group what we've learned at Mandalay Bay, and they implement the program. And that's how we're able to, with nine people, um, really have reach over all of our operating units. Mm-hmm. So when you say 400%, what was, the, what was the baseline there? Was there anything going on before you went into the Mandalay Bay and said, and, and created the best practices? Were they doing anything at the outset? Well, you know, it's funny. When we started with recycling, I thought, you know, we really have the market power to just turn this around really quickly. In Las Vegas, our, our recycling rate at that time, that was in about 2007, was around 8 or 9%. So 8 or 9% of the garbage was taken out of the um, landfill stream and put into a recycling stream overall in the city. I thought this would be pretty easy to do. Uh, but what happened is we saw that we didn't really have companies in Las Vegas, and this is true in many metropolitan areas around the United States, that could handle the, the amount of garbage we had and the amount of recycling you know, paper and plastic and uh, metals that we had. So it became a, a uh, phased process where we worked with various small uh, companies and we helped build them up. So we do that a lot. We, the company is really uh, has a focus on building small business, minority and women-owned businesses. And what we do is we give them enough work to help them get more healthy, and then we gradually build. We probably built four, you know, probably four small recycling businesses over the course of a couple years. Wow. The, the, the best example of that is when we went to build City Center, we did not have the availability of construction recycling. And, you know, a construction project project has a lot of waste, you know, if you think about the wood or the drywall and the things that 
the, the scraps that have to be wasted. So what we did as a company is we actually um, gave a little company a loan. We gave them $2 million, and they took uh, that money. They uh, increased the size of their facility here in Las Vegas, and they bought more trucks. And then as they did, they did all of the garbage for city center. And as we paid for them to haul our garbage out, that was how they paid their loan back to us. They took it off of our payments. And with that, with that partnership with city center, we recycled 94% of city center's construction waste. And that's yeah. unprecedented. Wow. That's a high that really number. Neat. Now, let, what about the, um, the, the customers and, and, in this in this scene that we're sort of painting here, let's say we'll go back to the Mandalay Bay or the Bellagio. How much engagement are you bring, are you bringing in for the for the customers, the people who are actually staying at the hotel? One, are they are they demanding it? Are they asking? Are they recycling? Is there recycling in this hotel? And also, is is it is it something where you have on the um, doors that say "Don't wash your towels"? You know. We, put your towels up on the rack if you're going to stay for a couple of days. Or is there is there an interaction there, or is this more behind the scenes? Well, we have two kinds of customers. Um, we have individual customers like you or me if you went and stayed at a hotel. And then we have our business-to-business customers, which are big conferences and conventions. So to give you an idea, MGM Resort's largest customer is IBM. And IBM okay. um, hosts a lot of meetings in our facilities um, so let's talk about the individuals to start out with. Sure. What we try to do with individuals is we try to provide them the ability to extend their own, you know, value toward the environment in a way that doesn't interfere with their experience here. So we want you to, our company is in the business of providing experiences and memories to people. And so we don't, we don't want to in, infringe on that by making you aware that, you know, we want you to shut off the lights or we want you to recycle. So we do it in a way that's sort of subtle. Um, the sheet program is a very good example of that. We have, you know, there, the sheet program where people decide whether or not you should uh, launder the sheets or the towels. We have what's called an opt-out program. Most, most hotels have opt-in programs, which say if you opt in, if you hang up the the sign or you somehow tell us you don't want us to wash your sheets, um, we won't do that. But what we think is we think that there's acceptance in our guests that they, they don't want us to. So we say you have to opt out. So what we say is that we are not going to wash your sheets every day unless it's something that's important to you. And if it's something that's important to you, then opt out of our program, put up your card, and we'll definitely change them every day. Let's see. Okay. In, but in terms of our business, our, our B2B customers, the big businesses that come here, they um, are very interested in doing business with like-minded companies. So IBM is, um, out of the last three years, was the number one uh, company in the United States in the Newsweek Green Business Survey. So they, they were who Newsweek picked as the greenest big business. And IBM comes to, to MGM and says, we want to book a big set of meetings and we want to have beautiful events and we want to have you know, nice dinners, and, but we want you to do it in an environmentally um, friendly way. So you, MGM, 
tell us what you do to make our stay more environmentally correct. And we do that. We talk about how our facilities um, are energy efficient. We talk about how our hotels are water efficient. And then we talk about recycling and those things that are important to be IBM and to their attendees of their meetings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Um, are there other? Are there any other? Is IBM your largest? Are there any other um, companies that 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 you can um, tell us about as well? Sure. That, that I mean, be fun. The thing about the thing about sustainability in corporate America is that companies who really are enlightened have a genuine commitment to the environment. And the reason that companies have that is because, well, the same reason people do, it's because they believe that our natural resources are finite and that the demands on those resources are growing um, through urbanization of our globe, through, you know, the uh, acceleration of energy and the things we use energy for. And what companies believe and people believe is that we have a responsibility to our children and to the people who are coming not to use those up because once we ruin that or we use it all or we destroy it, um, the people who come after us aren't going to have the same quality of life as we do and they're not going to have access to the same opportunities as we do. So large companies like MGM Resorts, IBM, you know, Hewlett Packard, Starbucks, uh, Sprint, I mean, I can just go... Mm. Through the list of companies, Google, Apple, Microsoft, mm-hmm. we take on a serious commitment to reducing our impacts on the environment because when we do that, we can create markets that are available to everybody and it makes it easier for everybody to do the right thing. Right. Wow, that's good. Um, so why don't we um, talk about the City Center project? I mentioned it a, a, a briefly uh, in the introduction um, and it was uh, you were really at the forefront of this and you with oversight and you you achieved lead certification for this 8.5 billion dollar project in the heart of Las Vegas Um, we could do probably a whole show on just the city center but it would be great to provide our listeners an an overview of of what this project was well um Our company owns 76 acres in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. And, you know, Las Vegas itself has a history of these transformational moments. And if you look at the history of Las Vegas, you know, um, a a, a time in Las Vegas would be built, you know, hotels, casinos, then along comes the Mirage, and the Mirage makes it a resort gaming um, uh, destination. And what what we wanted to do, I think our... Our biggest objective in building uh, City Center was to do something that changed Las Vegas and changed the trajectory of where we were going and the trajectory of where leaders go. And so we wanted to build something that was sort of um, around the city of the future. We also wanted to, we didn't want to just build more big hotels that just, you know, were more luxurious luxurious and incrementally better. So one of our key focuses was architecture, and we went around the world, and we picked seven world well-known architects, and we had them collaborate to build a urban community that is reflective of all these different styles of architecture, but yet brings them together in a way that feels like a real city. Um, 
there are five high-rises on city center and there are 5,000 hotel rooms. There are two condominium buildings. There's a retail plaza, high-end, a theater, and a, um, and a conference center. Um, but what we thought and is we thought that one of the things that would make city center truly a city of the future and truly something that we could be proud of um, as, as a extension of Las Vegas was we wanted it to be sustainable and environmentally correct. And, you know, the scale of the project, um, there are two parts of the project that made that a big risk for us. One was just the scale. Um, City Center is the largest privately funded uh, development effort in the history of the United States. It was a $9 billion project. Mm -hmm. And at its peak, there were 8,000 construction workers working on City Center. Wow. And so it was this massive, massive project. There are 18 million square feet in city center. But the other part, and the part that I think is, is even more interesting when it comes to sustainability, is that city center is built on the luxury scale. There's a Mandarin Oriental on the complex, and the Aria Hotel and Vidara Hotels are luxury hotels. So before I had the job I have now, I was a chief financial officer for eight of our small companies. And what CFOs do is they are professional no-sayers. They're like the Dobermans that guard the gates. People come in and ask them and tell them, and we just say, no, 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 no. We just, we just bark at people all day long and tell them no. And it was really easy to say no to sustainability and construction because it was risky, it would be expensive, and frankly, environmental buildings were viewed as being sort of like college buildings or medical buildings. You know, it wasn't what you'd picture when you'd picture to go stay at a hotel. And so I think that one of the things that City Center did, you know, City Center was the single largest environmental building accomplishment in the world. Okay? It's mm -hmm. best in the world. And we have six LEED gold. LEED is a certification uh, by the U.S. Green Building Council um, awards for City Center. But when you walk in the buildings, you don't feel like that you gave something up. There wasn't that exchange. Well, if I'm going to be environmentally correct, what do I have to give up to get that? Right. And now all those CFOs that are sitting around when people are proposing projects, any kind of building projects, when they say, no, you know, too risky, too expensive, don't want to look like a campus, that owner can pick up a picture of city center and say, well, actually, no, look what's been done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what are what were some of the the, the biggest challenges? Obviously, it, because it's the one of the single largest environmental project in in the in the world. Um, that's it's the scale of it is is obviously as you just detailed, it's quite large. Um, what what were some of the the main challenges that that maybe almost brought it to a halt or at least made you lose a little bit of sleep occasionally? Well, they, they evolved throughout the project. When, when we started, I think the most challenging thing was um, the availability of people who had actually done a project like this and made it green. You know, since this was the first and the trailblazer, especially at this size, you know, when we started, city center was larger than all of the lead gold buildings combined before it. So we did um, quite a lot of, uh, you know, really difficult work to go find our partners and other companies and other people who we felt could 
not only learn with us, but could bring to the table and enhance our skills. So setting the team in the beginning was challenging and, and doing it correctly turned out to be probably one of the biggest facilitators of success that we had. Then as we got, because you know that if you look at your house, uh, you think, you know, what makes a building green? Actually, the most important element in making a home or an office building or a hotel green is how it's designed. You know, is it designed to be energy efficient? Is it designed in a way that maximizes indoor daylighting? And so during the design of these uh, six, seven buildings, um, getting uh, into the designer's head before he or she started drawing was really important because what we wanted to do is we wanted to, when the beautiful design presentation happens, you know, in a construction project, these design presentations have these big storyboards and they show what the building of the future is going to look like. What we wanted to make sure is that sustainability was already integrated in, that our executives and other owners weren't walking through, falling in love with the design, and then the designer said, oh, and by the way, to make it sustainable, we have to do this or that or the other thing. And so during the design, we, we really paid attention to uh, educating and creating awareness among the design and architecture teams of how important it was to us that they integrate into their design sustainability. And then as we went into construction, uh, the biggest challenge of all of the entire project was availability of sustainable materials. You know, we had to do things like go partner with Delta faucets and design a faucet that was low enough flow but provided an experience that a Mandarin Oriental could uh, give to its guests. Mm-hmm. And. Um, the availability of the right kinds of woods and the right kinds of glues, those things um, were very, very challenging. Paint was very challenging at the time that we started. You know, paint, you know, when you paint a room, you go in and you smell that paint smell. Mm-hmm. In an environmentally correct building, you don't smell that smell because the chemicals that make that smell are toxic. And so for us to go by hundreds of thousands of gallons of paint that were made in a way that don't contain those chemicals was very difficult. And the performance Mm. of that paint was not, those chemicals do something in the paint. They make it, you know, shinier and more beautiful. And so those kinds of things were things that if we didn't have the grit and the determination that we had, we probably would have turned away and said, we can't do it. Right. Right. Well, Conversely, you have to look at this project now and 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 say, "Wow, it's you know, it's there, it's up." I am so proud of dot dot dot. What is one of your most proud accomplishments of it? Besides I think the completion. That, <laughs> yeah, the completion was pretty uh, interesting. It was quite a press event when the city center was opened. My biggest surprise in it, if you want to know the biggest surprise, was that. When we opened, um, I thought that the green aspect would be sort of like the color of the drapes. You know, it was something that people might notice, but they didn't really think of as a major component of the project. And in fact, city center being sustainable and the length at which we reached was actually a story in itself. And it's actually one of the things that makes city center the best and the most different 
and the most um, unique. And so for me, I would say the fact that we did all this design and you know bought these products that were right and built the buildings in a way that was um, they're much more environmentally correct in their operations. They use less energy. They use less water in their operations. The fact that the sum total of that is something that makes City Center a remarkably better place, to me, is the best thing that happened there. Well, that's great. So how is sustainability with 62,000 employees, how is how have you found since you've taken on this role that, that sustainability has percolated through the company? Do you feel like it's percolating positively and effectively through the company? Well, you know, it's really interesting. I'm really happy to be in my job because I do something for the company that, gen- you know, people appreciate. So, you know, even a dealer or a um, bartender or a ticket office employee, I think one of the things that they appreciate about the company in total and what the company does is that the environment's important to us. Now, we actually know that's the case because we did a um, big survey of our employees, a professional survey last year, and in some of our properties, the number one most positive uh, element in the survey, and we, all, we surveyed you know hundreds of things, was our attention to the environment. So over the course of the, la- of the first few years that we were building the environmental practice, we were focused on creating awareness with the employees of what it means to be environmentally uh, correct, not just at work, but in your everyday life. And as we've come around the corner this year and uh, last year, what our um, real focus right now is, is engagement. So it's going from passive knowledge to engagement with our employees. And we mm-hmm. created a program called the Green Advantage. And the Green Advantage is about engaging more people to be active in our, in our environmental um, efforts. Now, last year, our company did something that was truly remarkable in corporate America. As a matter of fact, I think it's unparalleled in corporate America. And we decided that we wanted our company to know how important corporate social responsibility, which for us is diversity, community engagement, and environmental sustainability, is to the company. So we thought, you know, how can you do that? You know, should we just hang up some posters and say these things are important to us? Or should we have PowerPoints and meetings and have people stand up and say how this is important to us? And what we decided is that we're an entertainment company. I mean, that's just what we are. Mm-hmm. And we have some talented people who work for us who came up with an idea for us to create a musical show it to our employees in one of our major event centers and have it be about our corporate values, have it be about diversity, environmental sustainability, and philanthropy. And, you know, when we started this, it was about a six-month project. I was pretty skeptical about how we could do that. But we did it. And we had a musical that was a 90-minute musical. Every speaking, dancing, or singing part, except for one, was an employee of our company, and not an employee wow. in entertainment, a front desk clerk, a food server. We have people that work here. We, we sort of knew this because we had done those plays on America's Got Talent in our properties. We did a couple years of those where we did these, you know, Mirage, uh, Mirage Casino Hotel has talent, and we did a big talent contest. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, at each of the hotels. 
So we knew we had a lot of talented people. We knew we had talented script writers and musicians. And so we, we put together this musical that, I've got to tell you, it's Broadway, it's Broadway level. And wow. we put, we put 42,000 people through it in three days. Oh we my had, gosh. We did presentations. I think the largest one had 7,000 people at it. And so we bust, you know, we have 52,000 people here in Las Vegas. And we uh, provided buses to it. And it was just, it was just awesome. I mean, it really was. The environmental part had three musical numbers that were um, designed to talk about energy, talk about water, and talk about recycling. And we did it in a fun way, and it's just been really terrific. I think the employees really appreciated it. That is terrific! Wow. Um, I well, love yeah, we have a little more that. to do. We have to talk about that. <laughs> it was really, you know, um, I. You can YouTube it, and you can do, you know, okay. MGM. It was called Inspiring Our World, and I will send you a clip from it. It's just, it's amazing to think that the woman who greeted you every day as you walked into your office, uh, or into your office building, is standing on the stage singing to 7,000 people. It's amazing. It's absolutely it's amazing. amazing. Well, we've got uh, about 30 seconds left, but I wanted to ask you really quickly, um, just about maybe one partnership you're doing with the Las Vegas community. I know that you that MGM is um, committed to community as well. Um, if you could talk maybe about one p- quick partnership, that would be terrific. Yes, we um, are very active in a group called Green Chips. That's a public-private partnership, and the idea of that is to of Green Chips is to combine the sustainability goals of all of the major players in the community, the universities, the cities the large corporations. And we do that because we can take what the strength our company has. If you look at my nine people, if I combine that strength with our community, with our municipalities, we can move our whole community forward. And that's what we think is our um, obligation. And that's what we want to do as leaders in the community. Great. Cindy, thank you so much for for taking the time. I know this has been extremely interesting to my listeners and um, certainly to me. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you and hello to all the listeners and thank them for tuning in. I appreciate it. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. 